0: Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church podcast. We are currently in the series Best of. We hope it's a blessing to you. Well, it's good to be here, Valley Point Church. Happy New Year! And I must say, it is uh, it is an honor for me to be sharing some thoughts with you in this brand new, beautiful building. Fantastic, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It is cool. Five weeks and every Sunday I come in, every time I come in, I appreciate it even more. I imagine sitting here today, six days after Christmas, we have a few people in the audience who are still experiencing that Christmas spirit high. Christmas for you was fantastic. It exceeded all of your expectations. I know there are some of you like that today. But I have a feeling that there's still some of us in the room who felt as though Christmas did not live up to its expectation. We're sensing that Christmas may even have been a little Disappointing this year. Well, that happens. It's only normal. We go through Christmas every year and we have high expectations for Christmas. But I have a feeling that's where we are today. And sometimes it's because of the food that we eat or we don't eat. Sometimes it's because of the gifts that we give or receive. Sometimes we're disappointed in the family that we don't get to spend time with or the family we do get to spend time with. (laughs) I know my son, on Saturday evening before Christmas, he went out to dinner. He got food poisoning. He was sick from Saturday night to Christmas Day, about 2 o'clock, he finally started to feel a little bit better. To him, Christmas was disappointing. (laughs) I know for me, I've, I've had some disappointing Christmases in my life. I remember years ago when I was a young teenager, years and years ago, years and years ago, <laughs> my mom and dad, there was five of us. I have four brothers. There was five sons. And so my mom and dad would, would buy gifts, and they would hide the gifts before Christmas. And there was this one Christmas that I I just happened to stumble upon the gifts that they hid. And I noticed that they bought me a gift that I wanted so bad. I remember this Christmas even today. I remember how excited I was, how much anticipation there was in my life that Christmas going into Christmas morning. Because I knew what I was getting. And so come Christmas morning, we're opening up our gifts, and I suddenly realize that my mom and dad bought the gift for one of my brothers. (laughs) Now, I don't blame my mom and dad. There was five of us, and probably half the time, they didn't know which one wanted which gift, but I was disappointed. I was disappointed that Christmas. And then years later, I became a parent. And like all parents in the room, they love to meet their children's expectations at Christmas. We do everything we can to meet their expectations. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. A few years ago, my wife, she does all the work, of course. She buys the gifts. She organizes the gifts. She wraps the gift. All I had to do was hide the gifts, and I'm pretty good at that. I would take some pride in that, so I hid the gifts one year. Well, we went in there to get the gifts, and we realized that one of our children, one of my sons, I won't mention any names, you probably can guess which one, one of my sons unwrapped his gifts. And not only did he unwrap his gifts, he unwrapped his brother's gifts and his sister's gifts. He unwrapped all the gifts. The worst part was that he tried to cover up his crime by re-wrapping all the <laughs> gifts. He had paper everywhere, scotch tape everywhere. It was a disaster. There's no way he was going to hide that, especially if you know how Laurie wraps her gifts. Well, needless to say, his Christmas was a little disappointing, too. It's only normal, sitting here six days after Christmas. We're experiencing these different feelings. But I think we should kind of forget those gifts and those things in the past. Let's concentrate on this new year. On this new year. And I'd like to talk about a new gift for us. A gift that is available to all of us. It's more valuable than rubies. Nothing that you or I can desire can be compared to this gift, and that gift is wisdom. Wisdom. Think about it. In this age that we live in, in this culture, in this crazy world that we live in, I think wisdom is the one thing we need going into 2018. That's my big idea for today. Choose wisdom in 2018. And 18. And listen, wisdom is a gift to us. It's a gift to us. And we just need to chase it and to choose it. As I was putting this talk together, wisdom is one of those things that sometimes it's hard to define. It's hard to actually give you a clear definition of wisdom. I actually had asked a few people what they thought wisdom was, and interestingly enough, I got all these different responses. Everyone had a different response to that question. It's very interesting, and it's not easily defined. As a matter of fact, I was with my oldest son recently in the car he was driving. I was in the passenger seat. Now, my oldest son, I know I'm a little prejudiced, but I think he's one of the smartest guys that I know. He did graduate first in his class at Drexel University, studying Engineering, but I asked him this question. I said, What's wisdom? And he looked at me and he said, What? <laughs> I don't know. Why? That was the end of our conversation <laughs> about wisdom. True story. Wisdom's hard to define. So, what I'd like to do for you today is I want to define wisdom, number one. Number two, I want to look at the value of wisdom. And then number three, I want to look at how do we acquire wisdom in our lives. Because it's there for each and every one of us. Not just for old people with gray hair. It's there for young people. It's there for each and every one of us. And I can't think of a better gift for us this year to chase than wisdom. wisdom. Here's the definition of wisdom. Wisdom is the correct and consistent application of truth to the experience of life. Wisdom is the correct and consistent application of truth to the experiences of life. That's wisdom. Wisdom and knowledge are different. And I think it's important for us to realize this. The presence of knowledge does not ensure the presence of wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. We live in the age of information. When Lori and I were raising our kids and they were going to school and going to college, if they had to do a term paper, we got out the set of encyclopedias some of you are as old as i am <laughs> hopefully none of us invested in encyclopedias because they don't use them anymore that's for sure as a matter of fact we use the internet right everything is on the internet truthful nah, i'm just kidding there just kidding <laughs> information is at our fingertips it's on our computers it's on our phones it's everywhere it's everywhere as a matter of fact, they say that uh, Wikipedia, if, if they made a book out of Wikipedia, it would be 2.25 million pages. And that was determined two weeks ago. It's probably more pages today. It's crazy how much information and knowledge is out there. Knowledge and wisdom are different. Knowledge is the accumulation of facts and information. Wisdom is the integration of knowledge and experience. Huge difference. Huge difference. Knowledge is everywhere. But wisdom is something that we need more than anything in our life. Wisdom is the correct and consistent application of truth to the experiences of life it's pretty valuable it's pretty valuable i brought a little demonstration to show you the difference between knowledge and wisdom because really knowledge is the tool and wisdom is the craft to use the tool that'll help you remember this is a hammer everybody say yes i know what a hammer is right we all know what a hammer is this is a hammer it's a tool Same way knowledge is. Now, if I gave this hammer to my two-year-old granddaughter, Annadelle, she would love it. (laughs) But I know what she would do with it. She would smash my lamp. She would pound on my coffee table until it broke. And then, after she destroyed it, she would take it and hit her older sister in the head. (laughs) That's what she would do. Now, I know what a hammer is. I understand what a hammer is. I have knowledge of this tool. I have all the knowledge I need about this tool. But if I built something with this hammer, it still would not be very valuable. Trust me. You could talk to my brother about that. But if Dan McGinnis or Ethan Bishop or my brother Steve, who stole my Christmas present years ago was to use this hammer and to create something and build something and construct something, it would be very valuable because they have the wisdom and know how to use the tool. Knowledge is the tool. Wisdom is the craft to use the tool. That's what wisdom is. That's what wisdom is. I want to look at the value of wisdom. The value of wisdom is found in Proverbs. Proverbs is an Old Testament book written by, mostly by Solomon, considered to be one of the wisest men in the world. Proverbs chapter 3, if you have your Bible, if you have your device, we'll put the scripture up on the screen. Proverbs chapter 3, starting in verse 13 to 18, and I'll read through this. The value of, of wisdom. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying." Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. The value of wisdom. What's your goal for 2018? What's your goal for life? Is it happiness? Is it happiness? Nothing you desire can be compared with the value of wisdom in our lives. Our pursuit of happiness in our lives will be determined by how much wisdom we possess. Wisdom. Wisdom. For 2018, it'll lead us to delightful paths. If it's that valuable, how do we get it? How do we acquire wisdom? Because it's there for all of us. It's there for all of us. If you turn back in Proverbs chapter 2, in Proverbs, verse 6, it says this, For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. The Lord gives wisdom. And then in Proverbs chapter 9, turn a few pages ahead. In verse 10, it says this. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. More value. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. You see... We have a choice when it comes to wisdom. We can scorn it or we can choose it. How do we acquire wisdom? The Lord grants wisdom. In verse 10 of chapter 9, it says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation for wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where we get it. That's how it starts. When you look at this word fear of the Lord, we think of fear, we think of being afraid of something. But this word fear in the original Hebrew is actually the word yira, yira. And it means reverence. It is a feeling or an attitude of deep respect tinged with awe. So when we say the fear of the Lord is the foundation For wisdom, what we're saying is when you respect God, it is the beginning. It is the foundation for wisdom in your life. Respect God. Think about that. How do we respect God? How do we respect anybody? You know, if you wanted to go and seek wise counsel, would you go to someone you don't know? No, we wouldn't. We would go to someone that we respect, someone we admire. It's the same way with God. When we're looking to respect God, we have to know God. We have to understand who God is. We have to know their character. We have to know God's character. We have to know his achievements. We have to know these things about God. Respect God. What I'd like to do is give you four characteristics of God. Characteristics that when we apply them consistently and correctly in our lives, they are the foundation to wisdom. The first characteristic of God that I want to share with you is this. God is all-powerful. God is all-powerful. Do you respect that? Do you admire that? God created everything. He created everything. When we respect that truth correctly and consistently, it is the foundation for a wisdom in my life. The surgeon who is operating on an individual is simply making decisions based on his understanding Of creation and how we are human as human beings were made by God. Whether the surgeon acknowledges God or not, it doesn't matter. He's still applying the principles of creation to his craft. Understanding that God created everything is the foundation for wisdom. The second characteristic of God that is essential, essential is this. God sees everything. God sees everything that we do. All the time. Whether we are with a crowd or not with a crowd. He sees everything that we do. How much different does that make me think? How much different does that that make us act when we respect the fact that God is watching us all the time? It makes a huge difference, not only the way we think and act, but who we are, but who we are. The third characteristic of God is this. God knows everything. He knows everything. Not only does he know everything, he knows everything in the past, present, and future. So if I have a big decision to make, if I'm trying to decide what to do, maybe I'm trying to decide what school to go to, what job to take, maybe I'm trying to decide uh, who to marry, all these big decisions in my life. Wouldn't it be nice if I had a friend who could come and tell me, this is what's going to happen in your future if you make this decision? This is going to be the consequences. This is going to be the results. That would be great. Well, we do. It's God. It's God. He knows our future. And not only does He know our future, He knows what's best for us, and He wants what's best for us. That's a truth. That's an essential characteristic of God, that when we respect God, With that characteristic, it is the beginning of wisdom in our life. It changes us. The fourth characteristic I want to share with you about God is this. God loves us. Matter of fact, he loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Can you imagine sending one of your children and sacrificing them for somebody else? That's what God did for us. That's how much he loved us. When we respect this truth in our life, correctly and consistently, it is the beginning of wisdom in your life. It is the beginning of foundation of wisdom in my life Four characteristic of God. He knows everything. He sees everything. He created everything, and He loves you. When you apply and respect God for those things, not only does it change the way you think, it changes the way you act, and it changes who we are. I have two takeaways for you today. Two takeaways. I think if we apply these two takeaways to our life, we will be able to head into 2018 choosing wisdom, choosing wisdom. Number one, seek to know God better in 2018. Seek to know God better in 2018. Right now, today, the last day of 2017, make a commitment and say to yourself, say to God, maybe even share it with someone else, but say, I want to know God better this year. Because when you get to know God and you get to know who his character is and you get to know all the achievements that he's done you'll have a an admiration for God that changes you. You will respect him in a way that changes you. And you'll find in your life that God is granting you wisdom. He's granting you wisdom. In a couple of weeks, we're going to start a new series called Life First. We do this at Valley Point every January. This is a great way. Get ready for that series. Dive into God's Word. Know Him better. Get ready and choose a verse that's going to help you throughout all of 2018. In a few weeks, we're going to start doing our sign-ups for the next semester of Life Groups. Get together with a small group of people who meet twice a month and they want to learn more about God. Get to know Him better. It's the only way your respect and your admiration for God will grow is if you get to know Him better. That's my first takeaway. My second one is this. Acknowledge God in every choice you make. Every decision that you have in 2018, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. Proverbs, back to our chapter, Proverbs chapter 3, it says this in verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do. Every decision that you make, every choice that you have, Go to God, acknowledge him, seek his will in that decision that you have. And he will show you which path to take. Verse 7 says this, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord, reverence him, respect him, and turn away from evil. What do we need heading into this new year? What do we, Valley Point Church, what do we need as individuals, as a a faith community? We need wisdom. We need wisdom from God. And God grants us wisdom. Choose it. Armed with godly wisdom, you will reverence God, value life, and practice self-discipline. And build an honorable reputation. I think that's what we all want in this life. It's what we all desire. We want to be there and speak truth. We want to be able to minister to others. Choose wisdom. Choose wisdom. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come this morning. Lord, I I thank you so much for your word, scripture, the Bible, I pray, Lord, that you would give each and every one of us a desire to know you better. Lord, give us that passion. And Lord, even when we don't feel like it, I pray that we would decide, make a commitment to know you better. And Lord, throughout this new year, as we face many decisions in our life, many paths to take, I pray, Lord, that we would acknowledge you, that we would seek to do your will in our life. Father, I pray that we would choose wisdom and that we would believe with all of our hearts that you grant it to us. As it says in James, Lord, if any of us lack wisdom, let them ask of God And he will give to all men liberally. Father, we claim that promise. We pray, Lord, that we would be pleasing you in 2018. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com. Slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.